Hello, and welcome to Get Glowing. I'm your host and beauty coach, Hanny Patel. I like to say that beauty is an inside-out job and that a little extra self-care goes a long way in supporting a more confident you. If you're like me and you're wanting to glow a little brighter, if you have a curiosity about skincare, makeup, and all the things that make us beautiful, you're in the right place. And along the way, we'll be talking with highly knowledgeable beauty advisors who are going to share their expertise with us, give us great insider tips and tricks, and tell us their personal stories on how they've learned to create their own unique beauty. So let's get the beauty, the fun, and the community started as we build ourselves up from the inside out and get glowing together. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Get Glowing with Hanny. Today's episode is really special for me. We have May Ali here with us, and she is a physician's assistant who focuses on the area of skincare, skin surgery, and skin health. She's certified for Dr. Obaji at ZO Skin Center by Zane Obaji, MD. Dr. Obaji is known as the Einstein of skin, so May is the real deal. And she has also recently become my skin caretaker. And as we've discussed here on this podcast before, that there is no better time than right now while we're at home during quarantine to get really aggressive with our skincare. And that's just what I wanted to do. So I went to May because I really wanted to see a transformation of my skin. And what better time to have peeling skin than when I'm sitting at home. So I'm so excited to have May here today so we can talk more about skincare and her approach and Dr. Obaji's approach to skin health. And also share with you a little bit about my skin journey and how May is going to be helping me with that. Plus, May has a very special offer for listeners of the Get Glowing with Hanny podcast. So be sure to listen for that at the end of this episode. Hi, May. Welcome. Hi, how are you? I am good. How are you? I am doing great today. Thank you. It's beautiful seeing you. I love the way your skin looks. Thank you. I know. I'm so excited to have you here. So the exciting part about this is that we just recently met when I came to see you about my skin and we got started talking and I thought I just connected with you and I loved what you were saying that I thought you would be such a great person to have on the podcast because I think my listeners are going to love hearing what you have to say just as much as I did. It's definitely my pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. I love talking about skin and it was a pleasure meeting you and I'm so happy to be with you during this journey. Awesome. So May, let's start with kind of the high level. You're a physician's assistant and you focus in the area of aesthetics. You also assist in surgery. So tell me a little bit about what that means being a physician's assistant and how is that different than an esthetician that we might see? Well, a physician assistant, you basically go to PA school which is basically a mini medical school. So I have a DEA license. I can prescribe medications. I can see patients on my own. You know, PAs do patient treatment and diagnosis. So similar to what an MD does, but we're under the supervision of an MD. So Dr. Obaji is my supervising physician. I treat and diagnose skin conditions. I was a surgical PA at St. Jude. I do assist Dr. Obaji in larger procedures. We do invasive lasers and chemical peels that he's specifically well known for. So I assist him with that. We do put patients under anesthesia for that. 
And at St. Jude, I did do plastic and reconstructive surgery with a plastic surgeon for approximately 13 years. And, you know, I did follow up and, you know, I took care of the patient as well. Okay, cool. So like, I know when I go to my primary care physician, most often I'm actually seeing a physician's assistant. So is it similar if would the comparison kind of be the my physician's assistant that I see is just their specialty is general practitioner, whereas like your or family medicine or internal medicine, whereas you're a physician's assistant who has a specialty in skin. Yeah. So normally a PA, when we're finished with school, we're general practitioners. The good thing about PAs and the reason why I actually decided to become a PA is because you can basically go into any specialty you want. As long as you have a supervising physician, they will train you and you will be their physician's assistant. So I work under the supervision of my supervising physician. I basically mimic him. Got it. I make his life easier, you know, and do everything that he wants me to do. So I'm an extension of my surgeon or physician, you know, in any specialty. So I can work in five different specialties if I want. If Mm -hmm. I can, you know, do pediatrics, I could do geriatrics, I could do dermatology, plastic surgery, you know, if I wanted to work that much. There's really no limit to it. It is better, of course, if you have experience. But when you're first coming out as a PA, you're basically a general practitioner. So we can kind of mold to our supervising physician. So did you always know that you wanted to go into the medical field? So my father, he passed away. He's with God now. He was a amazing general practitioner. He used to be like, originally he was the child psychiatrist. And then he transferred over and did like basically internal medicine, general practice. And since he had the psych background, it made him even better practitioner, which was really nice. So I learned a lot from him. One of my brothers is a surgeon as well. And I have another brother that's a pharmacist. So kind of came from a medical family Mm -hmm. and was interested in it and, you know, was lucky enough to get into a PA program. And I love it. It's me. It's who I am. It's what I love doing. So yeah, I'm very, very happy with my profession. Well, it sounds like it's in your blood because I think you were telling me, what is it? Three out of your four kids are also in the medical field or training to go into the medical field. Yeah. I have a son that's in his third year medical school. My daughter is pre-med and one that's doing veterinary medicine. She loves animals more than people. Definitely in the blood then. (laughs) So let me ask you a question. You brought up your dad. What kind of influence did your mom have on you in terms of like beauty, skincare? What's kind of one of your earliest beauty memories? I'd love to hear about that. My mom, she was gorgeous and she got married very young. She came from the Middle East and just a beautiful, beautiful woman. She did not need makeup. You know, she had the full lips. She's one of those. She had rosacea and didn't know. She just said, oh, my cheeks are red and rosy. You know, she actually liked it. But, you know, I saw as she got older, you know, I saw the changes in her skin. So she did have rosacea. And, you know, her things was she always washed her face every day. She really avoided the sun as much as possible and, you know, took care of her skin that way. She did not have a full regimen 
she was just more natural, which I like. I like the natural look, but I did see the rosacea in her. So since she had rosacea, of course, I'm prone to rosacea because it's genetic. And what is rosacea? Could you explain what that is? Yeah, rosacea is overactive oil glands. It's overactive sebaceous glands in your skin. And what happens with rosacea is because it's oil in your skin, it causes inflammation, which causes the dilated vessels, which causes the large pores, which causes like the redness in your skin. Okay. So um, it's actually a disease. It's not good. So if you see people, and a lot of people do have rosacea, that's why we have the extra pigmentation, the inflammation in our skin. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's so our skin reacting to the oil. So it basically causes havoc in our skin. Okay, so babies don't have oil glands until about age 10. And then we start producing oil, puberty, all that stuff. So that's when things start going south, basically. Yes. <laughs> we, you know, kids get pimples and, you know, all the acne and all that. All so, the good stuff starts. All the good stuff starts. So it's good to control it early because we want to avoid scarring. So oil, as Dr. Obaji says, is our enemy. So putting oil on your face is a no-no, okay? So we want to control the oil production in our skin. That's why you do the wash, the scrub, and the pads, you know, to degrease you, to clean you out. And Retin-A is a drug that is put on topically, for, it's retinoic acid. It's for acne and it controls, you know, the oil production. So people say, oh, it dries me out. I'm allergic to it. I don't like it. it. Makes me dry. Well, it's part of the process because it's getting rid of the damaged skin. So they have to go through the process of it. And the good thing about retin-A or retinoic acid is it, when they did their clinical studies on the people that were using this, they found that it actually helps with fine lines and wrinkles. So now it's FDA approved, not just for acne, but also for fine lines and wrinkles. So now we're hitting two birds with one stone. Got okay? it. Got so it. rosacea is something that a lot of people have. It's just extra oil in their face that I we see. need to degrease them, make them look more youthful. When we do that, your face will look younger because it will look tighter. Because when we shrink the oil glands, it also shrinks the inflammation that you have. So if you can imagine like a clean white piece of paper and we pour oil on it, after a while, it's going to break down that paper. It's going to make it sag. Right. Same thing happens to our skin. We start sagging. So when we take the extra oil out, it tightens you up. It firms your skin. Oh, that is amazing way to think about it. I never would have. That's such a great visual. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So now you said that your mom was from the Middle East. What's your nationality? I'm originally Iraqi from Iraq. Okay. So both of my parents are from Iraq. You know, I was born in Kuwait and came to America when I was about, about one, I would say, about one year. Yeah, similar to me. I came from India when I was two. So very similarly. So we grew up here and, you know, it was great having, you know, that culture. But, you know, as a kid, you get confused. You're like, what am I? Where do I belong? Yes, for sure. But I'm seeing this in school and, you know, but I'm being taught this at home. So it is a little confusing. And, but when you grow up, you realize that, oh, you know, culture is beautiful. 
and, you know, the traditions and all that, you know, that's, it's beautiful. It's, it's nice to have that. I do embrace it. I love it. And it just makes me a better person, I think, to have seen, you know, different sides of, you know, cultures and the world. And I traveled a lot. My dad was medical director of King Fahed Hospital in Saudi Arabia and Riyadh for 13 years. So I went to boarding school in Switzerland. I went to school in Saudi Arabia for a while, got to see a lot of different cultures, meet a lot of different people. And it's an education. And I used to ask my dad, because when we travel from the Middle East to America during that time, I'd say, Dad, why do we travel so much? And he said, this is the best education you will ever get because it makes you more tolerant of people. You get to see how people live. You get to learn about different cultures. And it really was. It was very, very nice. And I think, you know, I was blessed to have the parents that I had. I was very, very lucky, even though it wasn't for a long time. Both of my parents did pass, you know, but they gave me such a great life. And, you know, they made me, you know, the person I am. My mom pushed me to go to school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. It is such an education when you get to travel the world. Like it's such a, you've had obviously from hearing, you know, your story where you've grown up in multiple places, you've seen different cultures. And I do think that whole tolerance thing is super important. And it's actually really cool right now to have that multicultural experience. Like that's just something that is valued and people are looking for. So you got to do that just inherently as a child, which is an awesome opportunity. It was a blessing. Now, one thing that we had talked about, that you being Middle Eastern, me being Indian, so having that extra melanin in our skin does create different skin issues for us. And I'd love for you to share a little bit about what does that extra melanin do for darker toned women? And like, what do we have to do differently to take care of our skin? Yeah. So, I mean, we're lucky because I mean, most people say, oh, you've got that natural tan. You've got that natural, you know, which I do. I can go out in the sun and, you know, when I was young, I'd be, you know, get multiple shades of dark. And, you know, it was usually even, you know, when you're younger, it's even, but like when I was saying about the oil production. So, when we have extra oil in our skin, it does create havoc. So as soon as we step outside, our skin protects us. And we have melanocytes, which are pigmented cells. Everybody does, you know, doesn't matter what culture you're from. But we have more than, let's say, someone who's Caucasian. African-American have more than what we have. And so it comes out, you know, differently on different skin types. So when we go out, if we don't have any protection on our skin, our skin's going to protect us. So our skin's our first barrier against the world, against bacteria, against water loss, against the heat in our skin, and against protection from the UV rays. And so if we go out without protection, we're going to have melanocytes that are going to come out and it's like an army, our army coming out and saying, okay, come on out. We got to go to work. We got to protect the skin. They've got a job to do. Yeah. And there'll be splotches of them because, you know, we don't have like African-American has, they have more, but they can still get hyperpigmented in certain areas. There might be clusters of them. So that's just our skin protecting us. Those are our melanocytes. I tell all my patients this. I say, I can get rid of a lot of your pigment, if not all of it. But as soon as you go outside without any protection, 
it's going to come back. So my big thing is on top of fixing your skin and taking care of, you know, the way your skin looks, the skin health, protection. That's protection. the key. Sunscreen, sunscreen, sunscreen. You just have to keep reapplying. And as per the Skin Cancer Foundation, they want you to reapply your sunscreen every two to three hours. Two to three hours. Yeah. Really? So you can't just put it on in the morning and feel like I'm protected. I'm good for the day. No, you're not. Because you sweat, you wipe, blow your nose, you sneeze, you touch your face. You're taking it off. Oh my goodness. All right, listeners, this is really important now. Very important. Wow. Okay. So tell us why this is. Tell us what that is. Okay. I can see it, but tell us what this is. Awesome. Because I put my regular sunscreen on in the morning Mm -hmm. and, you know, after I do my routine and then I, you know, because I like, you know, a little bit of powder, I don't like wearing makeup, but you can get like sunscreen brushes that have, you know, some pigment in there. So this right. one has a little bit of color. It gives you kind of like a, a bronze look or a nice look. People say, oh, your skin looks so good. And so tell us what that's called. Brush. It's a sunscreen this brush. Is, um, the sunscreen powder brush by Zio. Okay. And it's an SPF 40. So it's water resistant for up to about 80 minutes, but you need to reapply it. So I just throw this in my purse. Whenever I get in the car, I always reapply because, you know, you have your driver's side and you just want to protect. Mm-hmm. And this is very light, goes on nicely and it protects you from the sun. So it's an easy way of reapplying your sunscreen. Okay. So we got to make sure that we, in the morning, protect ourselves with our sunscreen, but then we also have something that's good to put in our bags and carry around with us. Fortunately, right now we're all at home, so we don't really yeah. have to worry about that. So we can still just put it on our desktop where we're working yeah. all day, <laughs> grab it and, that, and still reapply it. Point. But that's another point. People say, well, I've been at home all day. I don't go out. And I'm like, but you have windows. Did you go into your backyard? Did you go get your mail? All those minutes add up. It's kind of like putting on your underwear. You know, you have to put on your underwear every day. <laughs> yeah. You should put on your sunscreen and reapply it. Make sure you always have it on, that it's always there because as soon as you go out without protection, your skin is going to protect you with, you know, those melanocytes and you're going to get that pigmented, you know, cell. So I know that when I put my sunscreen on, I have like my armor on, my shield, that I'm good to go. That's a great way to look at it. And I think something that you said that I want to touch on is that melanocytes are like little armies, but they don't show up evenly. So is that why I have certain spots that are darker, like on my face versus other spots, even though I'm tan naturally and I'm protected, but I have hyperpigmentation in certain areas. It's because the army is not even. That's right. Ah, okay. I love it. I'm learning. Yes. And what we're doing with your skincare regimen is there's two steps to the whole pigmentation issue. There's the bleaching and the blending. So you know how you do your pigment control cream morning and night? So let's, And then you do the blending cream. Yeah, so let's take a step back because we did start talking about that and we said, okay, I started working with you. And I did want to share my skin journey here on the podcast. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about that. So before we talk about me though, let's talk a little bit about Dr. Obaji. And okay. how you got to be there because you were at St. Jude's for a really long time and he kind of like lured you over. Well, no, he didn't actually. I had. Okay, tell me the story. 
Yeah. I had an opportunity to meet him and ah. I kind of pushed my way through. I really wanted to meet him. I've seen Because him you wonder- loved you loved what you were doing at St. Jude's. Will you tell us a little bit just briefly about what you yeah. were doing there? Because I know so, that you were so passionate about that. I loved what I did at St. Jude. I loved the surgeon I worked for. I loved the organization. I worked in the Department of Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery. I was the only PA at St. Jude that did what I did. We, there was one surgeon at the time. Now there's two. So I was specifically working for Dr. Michael McConnell, amazing surgeon. And we did a lot of reconstruction, breast reconstruction, facial reconstructions. We got rid of skin cancers, you know, things like that. It was really, really good stuff. Very satisfying. I opened up the skincare division at St. Jude about 13 years ago, pretty much mm-hmm. right when I started. It's something that my surgeon wanted me to do. And so when I did that, I researched different skincare companies. Dr. McConnell talked highly about Dr. Obaji. I learned about Dr. Obaji and tried his products and I was blown away. I was blown away because I've always been interested in, you know, cosmetics and, you know, skincare and looking youthful. And I always thought, you know what, I'm going to find the best eye cream because if anything's going to look good on me, my eyes have to look good. Because when people talk to you, they look at your eyes when they talk to you. So I was always like, oh my God, I have to find the best eye cream. And ever since I was like 18, Uh I was always, always. Oh, wow. So you were like fixing your eyes before we even knew there was a problem that was going to happen to our eyes. (laughs) Yes. I was like, I need a good eye cream because I want to keep this looking good. Everyone, you know, Middle Eastern eyes, we have the eyelashes, Mm -hmm. you know, we want to make our eyes look. And that is a very good point because when we do talk to each other, we look at each other's eyes. And so that's a great place to make sure we're focusing in terms of taking care of ourselves. Exactly. So that was, you know, a passion that I had. And when I started St. Jude, I was lucky enough to start the skincare division there, which I really focused on Dr. Obaji's product because I tried so many other lines, so many other so-called medical grade lines that I didn't see any results. And, you know, the thing is, it's like I treat my patients as if I'd want to get treated. First of all, the stuff is not cheap. You go to Nordstrom, you end up spending a couple hundred dollars on something and you're like, oh, you know, we have hope that right. this is going to actually work. You know? Exactly. You when I spend money on skincare, that's right. I spend yeah, money on we, skincare. We I wanted want, to do something. We wanted to do something. And we believe people when they tell us it's going to do something. Mm-hmm. So all this advertising, all these pictures in the magazines, you know, like, oh, well, they say it's going to work. So I've tried a lot of different products. And when I, you know, tried the Dr. Obaji's products, his first line, the Obaji products. So there's two lines. He has his, Obaji Medical, and he has the Zio Skin Health line. Zio Skin Health is the line I work for. It's his new line. He does not work for Obaji Medical anymore, but he had okay. Obaji Medical at that point. He, Zio was not created when I started. And I started with Obaji, and it was amazing. I could, you know, I mean, I noticed a difference within a few days. I'm like, whoa. I mean, my skin looks better, it feels better. This is amazing. And I was, you know, in my 30s at that time. Okay. All right. So I'm like, okay, you know, this is, you know, working. It's nice. I like it. And I prescribe it to my patients. And they are prescription strength products. So they have to be prescribed. You have to see a provider for them. Okay. You know, because it's like I tell my patients, it's kind of like you're doing a laser or a chemical peel under my supervision using these products. Okay. I monitor my patients monthly. 
to make sure everything's, you know, mm-hmm. in line and they're doing everything appropriately. But when I saw that, I'm like, okay, this is, you know, really good. And I found out, you know, it speeds up the cellular process of your skin to get rid of damaged cells. So it gets rid of precancerous cells, which oh. was great for my facial cancer patients, you know, cause I'm like, okay, let's, you know what, let's start working on your skin. Let's give you good stuff to get rid of precancerous cells. Okay. So in the meantime, getting rid of precancerous cells, we're making their skin look better. They're looking more youthful. Like all of this is, you know, huge pluses. So I became, you know, the skincare person at St. Jude, you know, everybody, you know, would come to me for that. I had skincare day and, you know, it was, Every Friday, you know, that was known for when I would do my consults. And I just saw great results. So I like seeing good things. I can't lie to people. And I can't say, oh, yeah, buy this. This is good. If it really isn't. Right. It's just not me. Mm-hmm. not my personality. So when I had the opportunity to meet Dr. Obaji, you know, because I went to seminars. I did like so many things. I wanted to learn, learn, learn. Because this is something that's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Right. Because you were and very passionate about the products already. I'm using them. I already know the products work. I want to learn more. Like, oh my God, teach me more, you know, and I, you know, whatever I can learn from the master, you know. I love it. You're just like continuing your education. Yeah. He's the Einstein of skincare. He's the best in the world. It's the number one medical grade skincare line in the world. I've traveled to Dubai. I've traveled all over and everybody knows Dr. Obaji. Mm -hmm. So when I had the chance to you know, personally meet him, you know, it was a very, very nice. How did that happen? How did you meet him? Great. He's so sweet. He's so nice. He's so humble. Just such a great person. And I met his wife as well, who was just, you know, phenomenal also and beautiful. Her skin is flawless. So I um, think so, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, and then, you know, they ended up calling me about a week later and we spoke and they offered me a position with the company. And I would have never imagined I would have left St. Jude because I was just very happy, very comfortable there. But this was an opportunity I, I couldn't refuse because it's like I'm working with Einstein and skin is my passion. And it's just, you know, it's just, it was. Right. So skin I is your passion. Will you tell my birthday? So. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. So skin is your passion. And I can tell that when I talk to you, but will you tell us, I hope you don't mind me bringing up your license plate. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which you tell us? Like, like, it's funny. It, it says fix skin. So, and Dr. Obaji saw it. He's like, when did you get that license plate? I said, I've had it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just something that, you know, I look at people and it makes me happy to change somebody's skin and whatever I could do. I have patients that, you know, are just like, they're desperate and they don't know. And they've tried everything and they've gone to dermatologists, they've done lasers and they haven't had, you know, good results. And to change somebody's skin where you have patients crying, you know, they look at themselves and I tell everybody, this is for you, not for anybody else. It's not for social media. It's not for anybody else. This is not a filter. This is when you look in your mirror and see yourself, I want you to smile and I want you to see a difference. I want you to see healthy skin. So yeah, it's my passion. I and that's it. what drives you. Is like that's the way I make people happy. I love that. Yes. So speaking of people that you're going to make happy, let's talk about one right here. Okay. <laughs> let's make you happy. Oh, yeah. yes. So yeah. So I thought it'd be fun to share with our listeners what we're doing. So will you share when 
you and I first met, kind of what you diagnosed my skin as and what kind of treatment plan you put me on and what kind of results I should expect. And let's talk about what my journey is going to look like. So anyone who might be interested in learning and in that, like, I think would be great because I think you can share with us along the lines of like the Obaji philosophy and how it all works and how it all makes that transformation happen because I'm ready for my transformation. Yes. (laughs) Well, Dr. Obaji's philosophy is healthy skin that glows basically, you know, baby skin. And isn't that coincidental because this podcast is called Get Glowing with Hanny and I didn't know that either. (laughs) That's right. That's right. That's right. And I mean, honestly, I do the improvement in your skin already. You are going through the process. We're still early in the process. So we're not even there yet. And the thing is, Dr. Obaji's specialty is ethnic skin because a lot of people feel like, oh, you can't touch that. You know, you'll make it worse. You can't do a laser on that because that'll make it worse. You can't do this. You can't do that. That's not true. It was so interesting because that's exactly how I felt. Like I've always been very kind of leery of like what I do to my face because I have a tendency to keloid or scar easily or like I have been afraid of getting lasers because I don't know what's going to happen. Is that going to cause more hyperpigmentation? Is it going to cause, you know, whatever? I'm like, I'll never be a candidate for a facelift. So I better take care of everything now because I'll get keloid scars if I I like it cut into my face and I can't have them that, you know, so I get that because that's how I've approached my skin because it's tan and always with that worry. So the fact that he focuses on, you know, products that are really healthy and good for ethnic skin is really interesting to me. So I love hearing that. So when I came into you, what did you see as the issues with my skin that we wanted to fix? I looked at your skin overall. So I looked at the pigmentation. I looked at the texture. I looked at, you know, your pore size, the tone of your skin, and, you know, just to see, like, overall, we're not like normal, derm- or most dermatologists, they look at your skin and say, oh, okay, that spot's bothering you, or this is bothering you, whereas we look at the whole face and the whole skin, so we correct multiple issues with one system, you know, putting it together and saying, okay, this is what you need to do, and it's called the attack. So you're undergoing the attack right now. I'm under attack. Red, yeah. Red, dry, and peeling. That's the key. Check, check, and check right now. (laughs) So I've been on it, just so everyone who's listening knows, I've been on the system for about 10 days. This is day 10 for me. So I am, yes, I am red, I am peeling, and I am dry. Yeah. (laughs) Day 10. We're still early. Okay, so what we're trying to do We're trying to change your skin, okay, by getting rid of all your damaged skin cells. And every six weeks, you get new skin. We're kind of like snakes. Snakes are actually smarter than us. They slide out of their old skin. They don't put moisturizers on. And they have their nice, beautiful new skin, right? Right. What do we do? As soon as we see dry skin, we run to Nordstrom's or run to CVS and we buy a moisturizer. And we glued down dead skin. Oh my gosh. That skin doesn't belong back on our face. That's a scary picture. (laughs) Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. Get rid of it. If it doesn't like you and wants to come off, let it leave. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
So don't slap the dead skin back onto our faces. Dry skin is dead skin. We cannot do CPR on it and bring it back to life. Okay. That's a very good visual. I like it. (laughs) It's not going to come back to life. Okay. All it's going to do is make your skin look more dull by having layers and layers and layers of dead skin there. Oh, okay. So what are we doing now to my skin? We're Right now, you're doing basically the attack, which is now we're, you know, doing the deep clean, you know, getting skin ready by wash, scrub, and you're doing the toner pads by decreasing you. So the scrub takes off all the dead skin cells, okay? So you're washing morning and night. You're scrubbing every night, and then you're doing the pads morning and night. Okay. And some people say to me, Oh my God, I cannot scrub every day. That's too harsh on my skin. I'm like, but you know what? We want to get all that damaged skin off. Okay. Sometimes you need to ease into it. Fine. Some people's skin is more sensitive. What does that mean when their skin is more sensitive? Yeah. What does that mean? Their skin is damaged. Oh, because healthy skin is not sensitive. Really? Healthy skin is not sensitive. Healthy skin is strong. Oh. So the reason why skin gets sensitive is because your barrier function in your skin is damaged. So we need to basically build that up, strengthen your skin. So sometimes I look at somebody and I'll put them on a skin strengthening protocol for about six weeks and then we do the attack. Okay. Okay. Or... Like with you, I put you straight on the attack. I'm like, just go for it. You can handle this. Great. I'll okay. help you through it. Yeah. So after we do that step of getting skin ready, wash, scrub, tone, we're doing the pigment, right? Yes. So now we're addressing your pigment issues. So we have two pigment creams. We have one that you do morning and night and one that you do at night mixed with your Retin-A. Yes. Okay. So the one that you do morning and night is a bleaching hydroquinone. It's a 4%. It's FDA approved in the United States. Totally safe. Okay. You're using, you know, one to two pumps basically all over your face every morning and every night. At night, you're going to do the hydroquinone mixed with the Retin-A. And this is for blending. Remember when we said the melanocytes aren't even? Right. Well, we're making them more even now. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right. Okay. So we have a bleaching and a blending. This is specifically for your melanocytes, okay? Mm -hmm. So that's your pigment. Then we have something called exfoliation accelerator. This is an acid blend that you put on your face every morning. And basically, if you can imagine a shovel going into each one of your pores and digging out all of the debris and getting rid of it, it makes you peel a little, which is the debris that's coming off your face, and it cleans out your pores. So it will help kind of shrink your pores. Mm-hmm. So we're doing that. And then we're using daily power defense, which is for your barrier function. So I tell everyone, I'm going to send in the contractors to fix your skin. Your skin is under construction. But since your skin is under construction, I want to make sure that your skin will be strong as well. It's kind of like going to the gym. I'm going to make you work out with a personal trainer. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you can't work out if you're weak, if you're tired. Or if you're injured, right? You get a good workout. But if you're strong, if you take your protein, you have your vitamins, and you're feeling strong, you're going to get a better workout. Oh, that's a great analogy. Yeah. So yeah. That's cause... what the Daily Power Defense does, is it keeps your skin strong. And we've done studies on it to where 
Let's say you go out in the sun with just sunscreen. You get good protection, but still it's not a hundred percent protection. You know, when you go out with sunscreen and daily power defense, because there's a lot of antioxidants in there and skin strengthening and, you know, elements, you get better protection from the sun, from the outside world when you have this on with the antioxidants. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So you've described the whole system. So the system, that's my system that we're using for me. For somebody else, you would customize it to whatever their issues are. Is that how it works, right? Exactly. So that's why there are, you know, skincare consultations. And, you know, we have to talk about, okay, you know, this person, this is where she's at. Well, what products have you used in the past? Have you used hydroquinone before? How long have you used hydroquinone? You cannot use hydroquinone for a long period of time. You're under my supervision. It's kind of like if you go to your cardiologist, God forbid, you know, something was wrong with somebody's heart. And he says, okay, you need to take this medication, but I need to see you back next month. Well, you're not going to take the medication and say, well, this is the medication he told me to take. I'm going to take it for the next five years because he told me to take it and it works for me. No, you have to be monitored on it and you can't take that medication forever. Same thing with hydroquinone. It's a medication. It's a prescription. Retin-A, it's a medication. It's a prescription. Some people think, well, it's just a cream. You know, it works. It works. So I can use it for the next 10 years now. Right. That's true. That's how I thought about things. (laughs) Like, oh, I've discovered this thing. I'm just going to use it forever now because it works now. So that's that's, not true. Okay. It needs to be monitored. You need to come off of things, go back on things. There's a process behind it because hydroquinone bleaches your cells. It helps with your melanocytes. Okay. And If you take it too long, just like if you take an antibiotic too long, you can get resistance. Ah, right. Yes, that I do know. And not just resistance, then you can actually get something called ocreonosis, which are like tattoos on your face. Okay, I don't want that. No, that's (laughs) why you're under my supervision. Okay, I know what the protocol is and we'll follow my guidance. So that's why it's so important. Where people think, oh, I'm just going to buy more hydroquinone. I'm going to go online. I'm going to go to Amazon. Amazon sells it or wherever. You get it online. No, don't no. take medication that, you know. Right. Just, it's your face. <laughs> so come. It's your face. It's not your butt. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, well, first of all, I'm so glad I met you and I got to come see you and we're doing this. So in maybe in six weeks is when I'll be through the attack phase, right? And then we'll work on the next phase, right? Is that how the plan goes? Like I said, so each skin cycle is six weeks. To get to healthy skin, we need three skin cycles. Ah, okay. okay? So for the first time, we're going to get you through three skin cycles to get to your healthiest skin. Okay, we're going to get rid of three skin cycles. So six weeks is when you really go through the red, dry, peely phase. You're more red, you're more dry, you're peeling. Okay. Once we get through that, the next six weeks, you have less redness, less dryness, less peeling. Your skin looks better. It's, you know, even glowing more. The next six weeks, the third six weeks, it's even nicer. You're you're like, oh my God, your skin's going to feel stronger. It's going to look healthier. You're going to be like, oh my God, my skin's more even everything. It's where you're going to like your skin the most. Once we get you through that five month, you know, fight, (laughs) basically. (laughs) Okay. Yep. And then 
we could put you on maintenance. Yeah. Okay. Normally people go on maintenance for about three, four, five months, sometimes six months, sometimes seven months, sometimes a year. And then you might say, oh, you know what? My skin isn't as lively as it was when I got off of the attack. I want to reattack it. So I'll say, okay, Annie, let's go back on the attack for six weeks. So you'll go back on the attack for six weeks. When you buy a car, your car needs oil changes. It needs maintenance. You need to do things to it. I mean, we need maintenance too. Right. We need to go back and forth and know what to do. If I work out and I have the perfect body, I'm like, oh, my body's perfect. I love the way it looks. I'm going to go to Mastro's and I'm going to pig out and eat their bread, two of their bread baskets. You know, I'm still going to have to go work out again. I'm still going to have to go and put the effort in because I want to maintain my results. Okay. So this is definitely like an ongoing process that you work with us on. Now, okay. Let me ask you a question. First of all, I'm super excited about all of this and I'm excited to see where my skin goes and working with you on it. it. Now, what if... I know we're at home right now. I was able to have a consultation with you over a video chat. What if some of our listeners are interested in putting a skincare plan together? One, can they call you? And then two, if they're not quite ready, like what are the bare minimum things that they should be doing to take care of their skin at home right now? If I could say one thing to do, I'd say sunscreen. Just keep reapplying your sunscreen. Get a good sunscreen. SPF of 30 or greater, nothing more than like an 80 really. Because when you get the higher numbers, it has so much stuff in there that it can clog your pores. Oh, good point. Okay. Okay. So you don't want too much mineral-based makeups. Use good stuff for your skin. You know, some of the natural makeups I would also stay away from because sometimes you don't get very good results with them or they're too occlusive. They're too heavy. Okay. I don't wear makeup. I love that I don't wear makeup, you know, and I put makeup on sometimes, you know, just, you know, oh, let me, you know, see, it feels too heavy. I have to wash off. It doesn't feel good on my skin anymore. Your skin's an organ. Your skin is amazing and healthy. So yes, I think we all strive to get there. Yeah. And that's the thing. Once you get to this point where you're like, my skin is so healthy, feels good. I love the way it looks. You don't want to put any junk on. Yeah. You know, you can see that good stuff. So yeah, today, all your listeners can receive a complimentary consultation by me. Oh, really? Normally $200 and it's complimentary and they also get a gift if they spend about $300 on products. You know, again, I know if you go to CVS and buy products, it ends up costing money. Get products that are actually going to do something positive for your skin. You end up saving money when you use the right stuff. Because you're not searching. You're not yeah. looking. Now you know this works. You know, you're going to spend the money on the thing that you know is going to create results. That's yeah. kind of what I was really excited about is like, I know that I was spending money, but I also was spending money before and, you know, th- some things work, some things didn't, but I never knew which part of my routine was working or not working. And so I guess that's kind of what you're saying is, you know that you're going to put a plan together and you're going to be working with somebody to create something specific to you and that's going to work for you. Yeah. And so and every dollar dramatically change their skin dramatically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so it takes time. There is no such thing as a quick fix. Yeah. That's a lie. That's a good point. 
That's a good point. We all look for the quick fix, but it's nothing. Yeah, and I have patients that come in and say, I want a laser. My friend had a laser and she got good results and, you know, this or that, whatever. And I have patients that come in and say that. And I'm like, sure, we have lasers here. We have, you know, we do it all. I do it all. I inject, I do everything. But I will never do a laser on someone unless their skin is preconditioned. Unless their skin is ready for a laser. Because when I do a laser, I want to make sure that the results are going to be very good. If you don't precondition your skin, you can possibly get a burn from a laser mm-hmm. because your skin's not even. You have different areas. Right. A little more oil here, a little more damage here. This part might be a little better. This might be a little worse. Your skin is uneven. So we're evening out the playing field with this. We're cleaning you out. That's why right. you, you peel a little more in some areas and you know some areas don't peel as much. So we're cleaning you all up. And Great. then I could look at your skin about six to eight weeks and say, okay, yeah, you're ready. Let's do a laser. Or at that point, you might say to me, you know what? I feel like I had a laser. My skin looks great. I want to continue with this. Let's get this even better. And then you don't have the same downtime as a laser or the same cost. Right. Okay. So it's really up to you. I want you to look in the mirror and say, oh my God, I'm so happy with my skin. I will say, okay, I think you need this or I think you need that. You know, but, you know, of course, I'm guiding you more towards the natural way of correcting your issues. Right. And you're thinking like the least invasive way the least to invasive. get to the results that we're looking for. Exactly. Right. Well, May, this has been great. Thank you so much for coming on here. And I am so blown away by your offer for the free consultation for anyone who's listening. So that is so, so wonderful of you. All your information will be in the show notes for anybody who wants to get a hold of you. So thank you so much. That is really, really thoughtful of you. It's my pleasure. I love healthy skin. I love women and men, you know, and I love seeing, you know, happy faces and, you know, healthy skin is a blessing. Yeah. And before we go, one last thing, will you just tell us what your mom said about skincare? Yes. So, I mean, my mom, who is to me, probably the most beautiful woman in the world, she was very, very passionate also about beauty. And even though she didn't have to do too much, you know, but she said to me, mate, if you don't take care of yourself, nobody is going to take care of you. You need to take care of your skin, your body, your hair, everything. You need to work on your education. We need to be strong for ourselves and we need to take care of ourselves. And I love that. I love that because that kind of encapsulates everything I'm trying to do here, which is like, if we just take a little bit of extra time to focus on ourselves, a little extra self-care, it goes a long way in building our confidence and just feeling better about ourselves and approaching the day with just a little better attitude. Makes you feel happy. Oh, I love it. And I love, I wish I had known your mom. I love that she said that. (laughs) <laughs> well, thank yes, exactly. Heart. There She's we go. My mom's heart. There we go. Well, yeah. thank you so much, May, for being here today, and it was such a pleasure having you. Great meeting you, being with you, and you're gonna be with me for many, many years. Yes, I will. Well, thanks everyone for listening today and joining, and please be sure to check out the show notes so you can figure out how to get in touch with May and get your own consultation. All right, thanks, May. Bye, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Get Glowing with Hanny. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review so you never miss an episode. And tell all your friends about it. 
Share the love and come join us on our Facebook page, Get Glowing with Hanny. And tag me on Instagram, at Patel. And if you got inspired by us to try a new product or technique, please tag me on that. If you have any questions or feedback, or if you found a new product that you think I need to try, you can also email me directly at getglowing at hannypatel.com. Thanks for listening and see you back here on our next episode.